0: Hello and welcome to Life on Maine, a daily podcast of Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through his word stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship, so be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Well, good morning and welcome to Front Runner Friday, uh, where we talk about Uh, Biblical Principles for Godly Leadership. And as you know, uh, over the last number of weeks, we have been discussing uh, what it means to have a healthy pulse as a godly leader. And that's good for us to check our pulse every now and then to make sure that our pulse is in a healthy range. And what I want us to take a look at today and have us begin to assess is another aspect um, that we as godly leaders need to make sure that we are doing well in. And what that area is has to deal with um, God's call and God's placement, Uh, not just for the future, but where we are right now. Up until this point, we've talked about integrity, we've talked about honesty, um, as well as some other things. And, uh, but today I want us to hone in on yet another attitude if you will but it has more to deal with the surroundings more than it is uh, with just what's going on inside of us though it does deal with what's going on inside. So what we need to do is we need to have a contentment with where it is that God has us in the here and the now. And I think there's no better time to discuss this than uh, the state that we find ourselves in even right now uh, with this whole COVID-19. No matter what your level of ministry is, uh, we're finding um, we're not able to do things as we maybe once did, whether you're a pastor, uh, whether you're a ministry leader. And so we're having to re-examine some things. And it can be very easy to get caught up in a state of complaining and wishing for the way that things used to be. Um, But we need to be in a place of contentment. Uh, Some of us might be in a situation where we were maybe once involved in ministry and now we are not. Or maybe um, we're just in a season of rest at this moment. Um, And there can be a tendency to get uncomfortable there. And so it's important for us to make sure that no matter where we are, that we have a contentment with that uh, status that God has us in. That there's a willingness as well as a willfulness to simply bloom where we're planted. And we've all probably heard that phrase at one time or another, and uh, just bloom where wherever it is that God has you. And that's good when we feel good about where we are, but when we feel like it's maybe less than optimum, uh, there can be a tendency to lose our state of contentment. And so uh, I thought it'd be good for us to kind of hang out here for a little bit today. And what I actually wanna do is wanna uh, call back on some verses that the apostle Paul spoke, and they're both actually found in the book of Philippians. And I wanna um, focus on two specific passages because to some people, depending on their situations, I've seen them use these verses as though they are an either or situation. Um, And they can almost at the um, initial appearance of them, seem as though they are in conflict with each other, but what I hope to do is help you understand today that they actually work in conjunction uh, with each other. And as uh, we're gonna be in the book of Philippians uh, this morning, and I'm reading from Philippians chapter four to begin with, and both of these passages are very, very uh, familiar to us. Uh, So we're gonna be in Philippians four, and then I'm gonna look at Philippians chapter three. But Philippians 4, there's a popular verse there, a couple of them actually, Uh, one that we often hear is uh, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But where I want to take us is actually back to verse 11. And in verse 11, this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content." so wherever it is that i am i can be content and then he goes on to say i know both how to be abased and i know how to abound uh, everywhere and in all things i am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need the bible learned in everything to be content now what does that ultimately mean um and because sometimes we can get i think a little confused because we use some words as synonyms that really aren't synonyms. Uh, for instance, if most people, if you ask them, what is contentment? One of the first words that you usually hear is, it's to be satisfied, you know? Um, and there is an element of satisfaction in contentment, but that's really not what contentment is because satisfaction, if you were to look at that word, is dealing with being fully um, gratified. You know, I, I have attained, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with where I am, I feel full, right? Um, But the word contentment carries with it uh, this aspect of being satisfied, this aspect of being at peace, but it's as you take hold of something else that might have a tendency to make you want to complain, or um, it's an aspect where we are looking for some sort of way to not be in disturbance within ourselves. So it carries with it this aspect that there's something going on that would make me want to complain or wish for something different. But in the midst of that, I choose to be content. I choose to be at peace. I choose to not let this disturb me. I will not complain about it. I will be okay with this. That is really what the word contentment is dealing with. And so he's saying that we need to be content in all things be okay with where God has you. And now I want us to look at um, the chapter before in Philippians chapter three, because this is a passage that some people would say and might use to contradict in a sense what it was Paul just said in chapter four. And he tells us there in verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, or I press on toward the the mark. Um, And again, if you were to take that back, just even a couple verses earlier, he says, not as though I've already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And some translations actually use the phrase press on there as well. So you actually see press on in verse 12, as well as in verse 14. And then he said, brother, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting which is behind and reaching forth under those things which are before me. And then he says, I press on toward the mark. So which is it? Are we to be, it, it, there? it doesn't sound like he's being terribly content because we hear this constant aspect of pressing on. And if you were to look that up, in the original language it is to run after, you know, and so that doesn't carry with it very much an aspect of being content in some people's minds. But it really does. Um, And what I want to do is I want to kind of help us understand how these verses work together uh, through a situation that I actually became aware of. I had a a boss at one point in my life who was a triathlete, and he actually had the privilege to run in the Ironman in Hawaii, or should I say run, had the uh, option to race in the Ironman because it's running, it's swimming, and it's biking. And there's all kinds of things that happen. Um, And I'll probably use some aspects of this story because there's so many parallels to the spiritual life. Uh, But what I wanna hone in on is when he was in the bike ride section of of this race. And what he was doing throughout the entirety of this race is he was pressing on toward a mark, right? He was pressing on to win the prize. He he wanted to attain. Um, And so that meant not being satisfied with the spot in which you were. However, he still had to exercise a level of contentment. What do I mean by that? Well, again, I want to take you to the section of this race that took place on the bike. So they got done with the swimming section, they jumped on their bikes, and he had received some instruction during his training that what you need to do is you've got to make sure you kind of pace yourself a little bit. Cause he's like, when you get into the the bike racing section, there's there's near the beginning, um, an area where it's very flat and it's very easy to want to gain a lot of ground. But he said, what you need to be aware of is that immediately um, following that area is what they call the lava fields. And in the lava fields, um, there is an incredible crosswind that blows. And he's like, what you need to do is you need to make sure you pace yourself. It's like, Do not push yourself too hard at this stage where it feels like you can maybe attain a lot of ground, where you feel like you're not being pushed to your limit. Enjoy that moment because what's gonna happen is you're gonna hit these trade winds. And if you put forth too much energy early on, you're gonna fall when you hit this area. And he had gotten to, uh, that portion of the race and he was going through those um going through that preliminary area where it was a bit easier and he found himself wrestling with that and he did push himself uh, more he he knows what his instructors had told him what his coach had told him but he was like you know what i can push it just a little bit here and so he pushed it a little hard he wasn't content to simply take it a little easier right then And what happened was when he got to the lava fields, it it was too much. And he he actually lost all of his energy and fell off his bike. And then there's some other things that took place. He did finish the race. But the point being here that there was a pressing on toward the mark all the way through that race. But there came portions along that race where you had to be willing to be content with not putting forth all of your energy and all of your effort understanding that it's not a sprint that we're in, it's a much longer race. And if you want to finish and finish well, there are going to be seasons in your life where you have got some opposition, like lava fields. You're also gonna have some times where you just feel like you're just sitting, where you're idle, where where you're not putting forth all the effort you could. And in those times, you need to be content. A couple of things I find that really Uh, cause people to get into states um, where contentment is not uh, easily in their grasp. And in one situation, it's in both situations actually, it deals with their perspective. In the first situation, they are perceiving where they are as being less than optimum. They perceive where they are as not having the significance of where they could be. And so they become very discontent with the current standing. The other aspect is that discontentment comes in when, and and it's closely associated with that one, but it's when we see where other people are at and wanting to really attain that and, and and pressing towards that rather than understanding where it is that god has us that we see what they're doing is more important we see what they're doing as being more beneficial or maybe it's a vision of where it is god's taking us that you know we, we're looking at that and but it doesn't seem to match with where we are right now so we become very discontent with the current state of things and in both of those situations the the real problem is comparison. And that's something that as leaders, we've really got to get out of our mindset is we we cannot compare. We cannot compare ourselves to other people. We cannot compare ourselves to um, even the vision that God has for us. Not that we should ever lose sight of that, but we must never be in the place where we are, um, have such a level of comparison of where we are now, looking at where it is that we want to get to and feel like somehow this lower area is um, actually standing in the way of us attaining what it is God has. Maybe this is actually a piece of what is necessary in order for you to get to where it is that God's uh, leading you. And so being content with where he has us, even when it feels like we're idle, knowing that there may be a purpose in that. Maybe it's a period of rest he wants you to be engaged in. Maybe there's a lesson he's trying to teach you here that's going to help you with something down the road. Maybe it's so that you can just regain your energy so when you hit your lava fields, you've got the energy to keep going forward. But be content wherever it is that God has you, whatever that ministry looks like. Maybe you've been in what you would consider greater levels of ministry, and now God's placed you in something a little lesser. That is not a bad thing. Enjoy where you are at. Be content with it. Do not let the enemy creep in there with complaining, with arguing, with an unsettling uh, sense within your spirit. Accept where it is that God has you. Do not let yourself become comfortable in your contentment to the point that we no longer move forward, that we no longer keep pressing on, because we do need to do that. And that's why I mean we have to have this, it's, it's gotta be a both and here. we have gotta be able to be content with where God has us to get rid of the complaining, get rid of the arguing, be at peace within ourselves, but at the same token, be willing to move onward and upward with the things that God's leading us to, press in, press against it. Um, I said that word "press on" is actually, if you look at the terminology, is to run hard after, as in a race, and so run to achieve the prize. But understand and don't lose sight of the fact that there are these other periods of um, latency or. Um, quietness that you may find yourself in or struggle may be a piece of the race that is necessary for you to run. Take hold of it. Embrace it. Move with that and see what God will begin to release in you as a result of your willingness to do just that. I hope this has been helpful to you today. And as you continue to press inward and upward into the things that God has for you, But remember, do not get so overwhelmed with the pressing that we lose sight of where God has us today. As the old adage goes, take some time to smell the roses along the way and allow yourself to receive the life flow that God wants to pour into you through whatever it is you're going through at this moment and see how God uses that in the future to catapult you into the fullness of all he has in store for you. Again, hope this has been helpful. Uh, hope you join us again uh, on these videos uh, each day on Facebook. Until then, may God bless you. We wanna thank you for tuning into today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmaine.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifeonmaine where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash lifeonmaine with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Maine and may God bless you.